Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my top five picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film from Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. Uh, good evening, film enthusiasts. Welcome to a very special episode of Top 5. Tonight we're embarking on a cinematic journey through the works of Alexander Payne, a filmmaker renowned for his poignant storytelling and sharp, sharp social commentary. So join me as I count down the top five movies directed by this unique voice in modern cinema. Alex Payne's career has been marked by a consistent exploration of human of the human condition. He bursts onto the scene with a style that deftly blends humor with high, uh, heartache. <laughs> he deftly blends humor with heartache, capturing the complexities of everyday life with both satire and sympathy. Payne is known for his nuanced approach to filmmaking. His movies often focus on characters at a crossroads, individuals grappling with the realities of their lives and the choices that define them. Through his lens, mundane moments become profound and the ordinary becomes extraordinary. His style is characterized by a certain subtly and unflinching honesty. Payne has an ability to find the humor in tragedy and the pathos in comedy. He crafts narratives that resonate deeply with audiences, often leaving them with more questions than answers about life and its myriad complexities. In exploring his top five films, we're not just looking at the narratives he weaves, but the way he tells these stories. Payne's films are often marked by their understated per performances, their nuanced scripts, and their visual simplicity. He invites viewers to engage with these characters in a way that feels both intimate and universal. So as we delve into the filmography of Alexander Payne, we celebrate more than just a directorial achievements. Uh, we honor a filmmaker who challenges his challenges us to look at life through a lens that is at once cynical, humorous, and profoundly human. It promises to be a journey filled with laughter, tears, and everything in between. I love Sideways when it came out and had kept up with his a few of his next few films, but there were some that I had completely missed over the years. So with the release of his newest film, The Holdovers, which I reviewed on Friday, I felt now would be the perfect time to rewatch and discover all of his films, fill in the blind spots, and in that selecting my top five uh, movies, which was not easy. I Actually, selecting the top five was easy, but ranking the top five was very difficult. Um, I really loved his, his films. So many characters dealing with heartbreak, loneliness, failure, uh, and some. F this movie spanned from the absurd to grounded reality. Uh, I love the vibe of Alexander Payne. I love his movies, and uh, yeah, it was it was a pleasure. It was a treat 
to go back and revisit all of his movies in order to come up with this list for all of you. Uh, so hopefully this list you can take and you can watch these movies and enjoy these movies as much as I did. Let's pause for a minute here. To all the art enthusiasts and lovers of unique creative expression listening in, I have a real treat for you. The Many Faces is a series that you simply cannot miss. These are not just any paintings. They're a journey into a world of abstract and surreal art, each piece meticulously crafted with ink on paper, showcasing a face with its own unique story. This series is a labor of love with new, breathtaking pieces unveiled every single day, starting at just $20 for a 4x6 painting. These artworks offer you the chance to own something truly special, with larger sizes available for those who want to make a bolder statement. Picture an original, emotion-rich artwork from the many faces adorning your favorite room. Intrigued? Visit InspiredDisorder.com and choose a piece that speaks to you. It's more than art. It's a piece of a larger narrative waiting to be shared. Now let's jump back into the excitement of our show. So with all of that said, let's get it started. Starting off with my fifth favorite Alexander Payne film. This is a movie that when I first watched it, I wasn't really into it. Uh, but in this rewatch, I really fell in love with this movie and really like this movie. And that is why it was easily on the list. But coming in at number five, my fifth favorite Alex Payne film is The Descendants. This came out in 2011. This is a comedy drama film and based on the novel of the same name by Kawi Hart Hemmings. The film is set in Hawaii and stars George Clooney as in its lead role. It's known for its poignant storytelling, blending emotional depth with elements of humor and offers a unique look at the complexities of family life, legacy, and personal growth. Great cast, obviously George Clooney, as I mentioned before, plays Matt King, a land baron and lawyer who struggles to reconnect with his daughters after his wife suffers a severe boating accident. You also have Shailene Woodley as Alexandra King, Matt's rebellious older daughter. You have Amara Miller as Scotty King, Matt's younger daughter. You also have Bo Bridges as his cousin Hugh, Judy Greer as Julie Spear, Matthew Lillard as Brian Spear, Robert Forrester as Scott Thornton, uh, Thorson, Scott Thorson, yeah, Scott Thorson, and you have Nick Krause as Sid, Alexander's friend, boyfriend, whatever. Uh, in this movie, the story revolves around Matt King, a descendant of Hawaiian royalty and trustee of his family's uh, extensive land trust. Matt's life takes a dramatic turn when his wife, Elizabeth, is involved in a boating accident, leaving her in a comatose state. Faced with her impending death, Matt attempts to reconnect with his daughters, Alexandra and Scotty, who each have their own ways of coping with the family's crisis. While dealing with his family's issues, Matt is also handling negotiations for a significant land deal. As his extended family decides to sell a large tract of their pristine land in Hawaii, the sale brings uh, its own set of challenges and moral questions for Matt. 
as he grapples with the implications of parting with the land that is part of his heritage. As Matt negoti- or navigates these difficulties, he discovers that Elizabeth had been having an affair, further complicating his emotions and family's dynamic. Uh, the revelation leads him to reevaluating his life, his relationships, and his responsibilities as a parent and a trustee. Uh, many great themes uh, of this film, the, de- the Descendants, explores themes of familial responsibilities, forgiveness, and the complexities of human relationships. The film is praised for its rich character development, with Clooney's performance as the father struggling to hold his family together being a standout. The movie also offers nuanced portrayals of Hawaii, highlighting its cultural and natural beauty while also delving into the complexities of its modern social and economic issues. The film received widespread critical acclaim and won an Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay. It was also nominated for several other Oscars, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor uh, for George Clooney. Uh, The Descendants is lauded for its authenticity, emotional depth, and Payne's skillful direction, balancing the story's dramatic and comedic elements. Uh, I really love this movie. It's so good and uh, very much, very much an Alex Payne movie, Alexander Payne movie, for sure. If you're a fan, like there is a a sense of like sadness in his movies. Uh, that I really love. <laughs> I really enjoy it. I sink right in. Uh, so coming in number five, my fifth favorite Alexander Payne film is The Descendants. Moving on to my fourth favorite Alexander Payne film. This is a movie that started it all off for me. It's also a movie that I think was uh, one of the catalysts for me getting into independent film more. Uh, and that movie coming in at number four is sideways this came out in 20 or 2004 uh comedy drama and written directed of course alexander payne but written by payne as well as jim taylor it's based on the 2004 novel of the same name by rex pickett the film is widely acclaimed for its sharp and witty script strong performances and insightful exploration of personal and midlife crisis Uh, It's also noted for its impact on the wine industry, particularly in the promotion of Pinot Noir and its negativity impacting the image of Merlot, uh, which I think is hilarious. Uh, Paul Giamatti is in this as Miles Raymond, a depressed, unsuccessful writer and wine enthusiast. You could almost make this movie... Uh, the prequel to or the sequel in many ways to the holdovers both Paul Giamatti plays a struggling writer a depressed struggling writer (laughs) although he's a teacher in the holdovers regardless Thomas Hayden Church is also in this uh, as Jack Cole his uh, Miles's old college roommate and soon-to-be married actor you also have Virginia Madsen as Maya a knowledgeable waitress and Miles love interest You also have Sandra Oh as Stephanie, a wine pourer and Jack's romantic interest. In this movie, Sideways follows Miles Raymond and Jack Cole, two middle-aged men who embark on a week-long road trip in Santa Barbara County wine country to celebrate Jack's upcoming wedding. Miles, a divorced, failed novelist and wine aficionado, wants to relax 
play golf, and enjoy good wine. Jack, a somewhat washed-up actor, seeks a final fling before his marriage. As they travel through California's vineyards, the film delves into their personal and romantic struggles. Miles still pining for his ex-wife and struggling with his lack of literary success meets Maya, with whom he finds a deep connection based on their shared love of wine. Jack, meanwhile, pursuing a fling with Stephanie, causing tension and leading to unanticipated consequences. The narrative weaves humor with moments of poignancy as it explores themes of friendship, loyalness, uh, loneliness, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, loyalty is another one. Loyalness is not a word. Uh, so themes of friendship, loneliness, and unfulfilled aspirations, and the complexities of human relationships. The trip becomes a journey of self-discovery and reflection for both characters, particularly Miles, who must confront his insecurities and fears. Very, uh, a lot of notable aspects of this film, of course, the performances. Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church deliver remarkable performances, earning widespread praise for their roles. The chemistry between the two leads is a highlight of the film. Also, the impact on wine culture. The film had a notable impact on wine industry, particularly boosting the popularity of Pinot Noir and somewhat trans uh, tarnishing the reputation of Merlot, following a memorable line by Giamatti's character expressing his disdain for Merlot. Critical acclaim, Sideways was critically acclaimed and received numerous awards and nominations. It won the Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay and was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Supporting Actor uh, in Thomas Hayden Church, and Best Supporting Actress in Virginia Madsen. The cinematography and direction are very notable as well. The film is also recognized for its beautiful portrayal of California's wine country, with Alexander Payne direction praised for its balance of humor and depth. Sideways is often regarded as a modern-day classic in the comedy-drama genre, uh, appreciated for its intelligent script, emotional depth, and the strong performances of its cast. Uh, it's a great movie. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, before I, in the rewatch, before I started rewatching all of these, this movie was at my number one, but in watching them, uh, you know, the fact that this was like my first independent, one of the first independent films that I really fell in love with, um, that nostalgia kind of washed away as I have now watched hundreds, if not thousands of independent films. So I still love this film, but it's not as high as it was in my head, which I still love this movie. I love this is a solid banger of a list of if, if I'm uh, may say so myself. Uh, so all of these movies are great. And uh, this one just happens to be at number four, my fourth favorite. Moving on to my third favorite Alex Payne film. This is a movie that I had seen multiple times. Um, and I think the first when I first watched it, it didn't really click with me. Similar to The Descendants. Uh, but that's the only similarity this movie has to The Descendants. Uh, but uh, it's a movie that, after, you know, in watching it since the first time, I've grown to appreciate and love this movie more and more. Uh, and is a bit on the wackier side, absurd side of Alexander Payne, uh, which I appreciate that side. 
Coming in at number three, my third favorite Alexander Payne film is Election. This movie came out in 1999, one of the best years for film ever. Uh, this is a dark comedy based on Tom Perota's 1998 novel of the same name. The film is known for its sharp satire of high school life and politics, presenting a darkly humorous look at ambition, morality, and the complexities of human behavior. The cast in this movie is great. You have Matthew Broderick as Jim McAllister, who is a high school civics teacher. You have Reese Witherspoon as Tracy Flick, an ambitious and overachieving student running for student body president. You have Chris Klein as Paul Metzler, a popular but naive athlete who runs against Tracy. You also have Jessica Campbell as Tammy Metzer, Paul's rebellious sister, who also enters the race. In this movie, the film is set in a suburban high school and revolves around the student body presidential election. Reese Witherspoon's character, Tracy Flick, is an overachieving student who is determined to win the election at any cost. Tracy's actions and demeanor, however, deeply irritate her civics teacher, Jim McAllister, played by Matthew Broderick. McAllister, pre uh, perceiving Tracy as an overly ambitious and unethical being portraying her or perceiving her as ambitious and unethical decides to intervene in the election he convinces paul metzler to a popular but unintelligent football player to run against tracy uh, paul's campaign while while lackluster gains traction simply because of his popularity adding to the mix is paul's sister tammy who enters the race out of spite after being spurred by a love interest as the election progresses the characters become increasingly entangled in a series of comedic and scandalous events McAllister's interference leads to a chain of uh, reactions of a chain reaction of events that unravel his personal and professional life, highlighting the pettiness and absurdity of the character's actions. Uh, election explores themes of ambition, ethics, and the corrupt nature of power, even in the microcosm of high school politics. The film is praised for its witty script, sharp direction, and the strong performances of its cast, particularly Reese Witherspoon, who portrays Tracy Fleck, is both humorous and unsettling. The film received critical acclaim for its satirical take on the high school setting and American politics in general. It was recognized for its clever storytelling, dark humor, and insightful commentary on human nature. Election was a success with both critics and audiences and has since been regarded as one of the best films of the late 1990s. It's also helped to boost Reese Witherspoon's career, showcasing her talent for playing complex and dynamic characters. Uh, such a great movie. Love seeing um, these different actors. Probably some of their... I mean, Matthew Broderick is a bad guy. is kind of interesting not a bad guy a flawed very flawed person is very interesting uh klein seeing i mean he is the golden retriever of actors and is perfectly cast in this role and uh even reese witherspoon as uh her her character all, all great 
um, and uh, a great movie nonetheless. Uh, and that is why coming in number three, my third favorite Alexander Payne film is Election. Time for a quick pause from our episode today. Listeners, let's envision a unique addition to your world of art. Picture an artwork that's not just a feast for the eyes, but a rare gem in itself. Enter the realm of the many faces, available now as exquisite limited edition prints. These artworks aren't just visually appealing, they capture a blend of abstract and surreal art, each telling its own silent yet profound story. What sets these prints apart? I personally hand sign and number each one, ensuring that you hold a piece of exclusive artistry. And here's the great news. Luxury doesn't have to be unattainable. With prices starting at just $5 for a 4x6 print, it's art made accessible for every budget and every wall. So, art lovers, collectors, and everyone in between, seize this opportunity. Add a touch of sophistication and uniqueness to your space. Visit InspireDisorder.com now to claim your piece of this limited edition series. Now, back to more of what you love in our show. Moving on to my second favorite Alexander Payne film. This is a movie that I had seen a long time ago on like IFC or one of those channels that had independent films back in the day. Um, but a movie I haven't seen since then and didn't really remember. So in rewatching it, uh, it brought back all the memories of this movie. This is <clears throat> another movie that is on the more absurd side of Alexander Payne's film. So similar in some way, maybe like a notch more absurd. It is very comparable, the absurdity level to election, but not the most absurd Alex Payne has gotten. Uh, so it's it's an interesting balance, but a movie that I really enjoyed, and I will get to that. My second favorite Alexander Payne film is Citizen Ruth. This movie came out in 96. This is an American satire, satirical comedy uh, and marks uh, Alexander Payne's directorial debut. It's first film. The film is a dark comedy that tackles the uh, contentious issues of abortion with a satirical approach, focusing on the debate from both pro-life and pro-choice perspectives. Uh, the cast is great. You have Laura Dern as Ruth Stoops, a homeless, drug-addicted woman who becomes the center of a national debate. You also have Swoozy Kurtz as Diane Siegler, a pro-life activist. You have Kurtwood Smith as Norm Stoney, Diane's husband and fellow pro-life activist. You have Mary May Place as Gail Stoney, a pro-choice activist. You have Kelly Preston as Rachel Gail's partner and fellow pro-choice activist. This movie also has Burt Reynolds as Blaine Gibbons, a prominent pro-life pro-life figure. Uh, it also has Tippi Hedren in a cameo role. The overall uh, idea of this movie, the overall plot of this movie, the story revolves around Ruth Stoops, a drug-addicted homeless woman who discovers she's pregnant, facing her fifth child after being arrested for huffing paint 
The judge informs Ruth that she could face serious jail time due to her repeated offenses and her pregnancy. However, her case uh, attracts the attention of both pro-life and pro-choice activists who see her as a symbol for their respective causes. Ruth finds herself caught in the middle of this situation, uh, this national controversy, both sides attempting to sway her to their side to capitalize on the publicity her case has garnered. The pro-life group led by uh, Siegler's offers to help her fight her legal battles and take care of her if she has the baby. On the other hand, the pro-choice group led by Gail and Rachel offer uh, support if she chooses to have an abortion. Throughout the film, Ruth is less concerned with the morality of the issue and at hand and more with what each side can offer her immediately, often in terms of financial gain or support. Citizen Ruth deals with the complexity uh, and polarizing issues of abortion, and the film is notable for its satirical portrayal of both sides of the debate. It is neither pro-choice nor poor life. Instead, it's aim is to satirize the way both movements can manipulate individuals for their agendas. The film received praise for its bold narrative approach and Laura Dern's performance, which was lauded for its depth and complexity. However, Citizen Ruth also faced some controversy due to its sensitive subject matter and dark comedic tone. The film is recognized for its critical examination of a continuous uh, of a contentious social issues and for its ability to navigate the topic with dark humor and satire. Alexander Payne's directorial debut showcases his potential for handling complex themes with a nuanced and balanced approach. Uh, it was in watching this, I f- totally forgot what the whole premise of the movie was. So when you start seeing this, the satirical takes uh, first were introduced to the pro-lifers um, and then later the pro-choicers uh, definitely overboard. I would say the pro-lifers are kind of it's kind of on the point. I mean, you you can exaggerate it a bit, but I think it's pretty on point, uh, slightly exaggerated. And then the the pro-lifers or pro-choicers are like. Definitely like the pro-choicers are what conservatives think pro-choice people are for sure. That is a satirical take. Um, While the other ones, I guess, is what we I don't know. I guess it's I I get I'm only on one side of the argument. I'm on the pro-choice side of the argument. Uh, And uh, this is still a great movie. I would imagine the people that got offended are the pro-lifers. Uh, because they tend to get offended about everything. So uh, despite <laughs> they get offended by other people being offended. <laughs> but uh, coming in at number two, my second favorite Alexander Payne film is Citizen Ruth. Ruth. Moving on to my favorite, 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 favorite Alexander Payne film. Uh, this one may be due to recency bias. Maybe, regardless, it's sitting here at number one, my favorite movie of his. Coming in at number one is The Holdovers. 
This movie came out last year, 2023. It is a Christmas comedy drama which delves into themes of human connection, redemption, and personal growth. It is set in 1970 in New England boarding school. The film follows the story of Paul Hunnam, uh, a strict and unpopular uh, teacher of history who undergoes a transformation over the course of the Christmas break. Uh, the cast is great. You have Paul Giamatti as Paul Hunnam, a harsh and stern uh, teacher, professor at the Barton Academy. You have Divine Joy Randolph as Mary Lamb, the cafeteria administrator who's grieving the loss of her son. You have Dominic Sessa as Angus Tully, a student staying at the school over the holidays. In this movie, the film is set in December of 1970 in Academy, Barton Academy, where Professor Hunnam's strict grading and stern uh, demeanor have made him dislikable by students and faculty. After an incident where he, his grading leads to a student losing a Princeton University, University offer, Hunnam is punished by being assigned to... Uh, supervise the quote-unquote holdover students who remain on campus during the holidays. Among these students is Angus Tully, whose Christmas plans were canceled abruptly. Hunnam and Angus, along with Mary Lamb, who is grieving her son's death in Vietnam, form an unlikely trio confined to the school over the break. Initially, Hunnam imposes a strict regimen on the holdovers, but the dynamic starts to change when the wealthy parents take the other students on a ski trip, leaving Angus alone with Hunnam and Mary. Uh, in this movie, The Holdovers explores impacts of personal loss, the changes of dealing with depression, and the transformative power of empathy and understanding. The film is a poignant portrayal of unlikely friendships formed under extraordinary circumstances and the potential for personal growth at any stage of life. The performances, particularly Paul Giamatti's portrayal of Hunnam, is a highlight offering a nuanced look at, the complexity, uh, at a complex character. The film's setting during the Christmas and New Year period adds a layer of poignancy to the story as it is a time traditionally associated with reflection and change. Alexander Payne's direction brings his characteristic blend of humor and depth to the film, making The Holdovers a potentially insightful and engaging drama with a heartwarming narrative. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. This is a movie that uh, is all about being nice because you never know what somebody is going through. Uh, and this movie, people start with their assumptions and their judgments and through the course of the movie, as they get to know each other, we are shown why people are acting the way they are. The, we see the, the life that came before that made them the people they are and gave them their anger or sadness uh, or whatever it may be. And I really love this movie. I also love that not only is it set in the 70s, but the aesthetic, the filmmaking itself is very much... Uh, of the 70s, which I appreciate that as well. So coming in, my favorite Alexander Payne film is The Holdovers. Honorable mentions about Schmidt. I really enjoyed. This would have been my number six. It is similar, I think, 
the descendants handled a lot of the kind of ideas of about schmidt um but i did like about schmidt just you know it was my number six like i said nebraska a movie that i've wanting to watch uh ever since it won the awards it won uh did not realize it was by alexander payne was pleasantly surprised to see that it was i was looking forward to watching it uh but it is a very slow movie uh i don't think the black and white uh helps it any i don't really like the way it looks the black and white specifically is very very washed out very like i would have preferred a more of a desaturated kind of washed out kind of look to it you know colors but more washed out not completely black and white um still a good movie just didn't this it would have been my number seven and the movie that i would say is the most absurd alex payne movie that has ever been made and a movie that i don't hate but it doesn't land even in the rewatch it's got issues i like what it's trying to do though uh but that movie is downside downsizing uh, it's my least favorite of his movies, but it's also the most different of his movies. Um, and I, I appreciate the swing that he took. There's some big swings in that movie, but uh, it's my least favorite. Um, but let me recap my list one more time and we'll get out of here, shall we? This is my top five Alexander Payne movies ranked. Starting off with number five is The Descendants. Number four is Sideways. Number three is Election. Number two is Citizen Ruth. And my number one favorite Alex Payne film of all time is The Holdovers. I would love to hear how you would rank your favorite Alexander Payne films. Uh, do you have a take or a, 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 an argument for downsizing being ranked higher than the last place? Uh, I would love to hear it. Hit me up on social media. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my rankings and analysis of my Top 5 Alexander Payne films. Let me know how you would rank them uh, in the comments. There Are there any films that I missed? Is there a film that I don't think I did? Uh, enjoying the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder where all of these episodes are available in video format and don't forget to tune in next sunday for an all-new episode and see you again next week for more top five subscribe to the ray taylor show on youtube and everywhere podcasts are found binge the full week ad free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.